0: Welcome back to the My Thoughts My Way podcast, podcast where I say what I feel like saying, however the heck I feel like saying it. Man, we are finally in summer, and my God, I swear this summer is freaking drunk. Yesterday in Western Washington, absolutely beautiful day. Sort, shorts, t shirts, tank tops, slip on sandals, beautiful day. Today, this morning, I went out to go to the gym, and man, it was chilly. I'm out driving a little bit later, taking my girls to uh, basketball camp, and uh, you, wouldn't you know it? It's actually starting to freaking sprinkle. It was dagum chilly this morning. I swear, this summer is freaking drunk already. It's like that uncle that gets drunk at five o'clock in the evening at the family reunion. My goodness! Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Ducks, <laughs> ducks. So interesting story. If you know me, you know I love my military. I'm a veteran. Love all branches of the military. We're like a family. Okay, you got the uh, you got you got the army. We're the oldest the oldest child of the military, the oldest branch. You got the navy and the the marine corps, the redhead the stepchildren. Then you got the adopted children: air force, coast guard, and now space force but interestingly enough a few weeks ago on the that last week of may 29 palms california there at the marine corps base there was what they call a negligent discharge so that means somewhere on the installation some marine was probably out cleaning it or playing games and just flat out being dumb and they shot a weapon so what happens this marine base in 29 palms They go into a lockdown and the military police or the Marine Corps version of the military police. They start doing a building by building search, trying to find out who this jack wagon was that uh, was uh, uh, playing with their weapon. And what they found as these 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 law enforcement uh, Marines are going through these barracks, they would go into a barracks room and in the closet of the in this they go in this room. They, find, they hear the quack, 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 quack. That, that audio that we heard just a moment ago was the actual video shared on Reddit and on Task and Purpose of the search, and they go into this closet, and this Marine's got four freaking ducks in his room, in his, in his barracks closet. Now, Task and Purpose, it's a very reputable uh, military uh, news outlet. I use it a lot to reference and keep up to date with what's going on reported that the ducks were appropriately reco- relocated and are in good health. No other animals were discovered during this incident. Man, you know what? I love my Marines. My brothers are Marine. And I pick on them all the time for eating crayons and being jarheads. But, man, I don't think I've ever heard of anything as insane, especially in my time in the Army as a soldier as a soldier army soldier having four ducks in the barracks <laughs> these marines i don't know what they were what i don't know what they were thinking or what happened hopefully nothing happened this this marine corps pro, this marine probably got a good uh a good alpha charlie if you don't know what that is you can look it up i'm not going to try and say the word out loud uh so anyhow i got a very fun i think it i think it's fun very fun podcast planned for today. Going to talk about Father's Day. Father's Day was just a few days ago. I want to talk about a very important father in my life. A man who who I mean he really raised me. And then there's been a lot talking about, a lot of talking lately uh, about education. So if in many parts of the country, in fact, I think at this point probably all parts of the country colleges, universities, high schools should all for the most part be done with their commencement ceremonies. That means these students have graduated, they've got their diploma, they've got their degrees, they're off hopefully on to bigger and better things. But what about those pesky student loans? Well, I'm going to talk about kind of my thoughts on that. So here we go, let's go ahead and get started on Father's Day. My younger brother and I, were raised by a wonderful, wonderful man. And he he raised he really, for all intents and purposes, is the only father that I know and that I've known growing up, um, for reasons outside of my control. Uh he and as I look back and I reflect on the last will say thirty years, give or take. Um I, I really I have to and I really think about how how special a guy has to be to take not just one but two two boys that weren't his own and raise them as if as if they were his, as if he was the reason they're there or we'll say half the reason um, because that's really what happened now my dad um, he's like I said he's the only dad I've known and uh, he was pr- he's probably as I look back over the last 30 years and especially over the last 20 years or so he really is in my you know, I'm going to say it, my not so humble opinion probably the best man I know he is one of the hardest working people one of the most honest and god-fearing men that I know and damn it if he didn't set or he didn't do his best to set an amazing example for for me and my brother um like I said he he took us in raised us as his own he he was there he was there at every football game every band concert every performance every baseball game he was there he was there he 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 did things with us he taught us uh some of the best memories i have and some of the worst (laughs) honestly are going out to the lake on sitting on the boat all day fishing with him some of the best because it was a great time with my dad but some of the worst cuz it, I got bored <laughs> i was much happier as a kid either being in the lake or hiking around it but it's just amazing the example that he set the example and and not just the example but just just the lessons that he taught and, and that then to be fair that that he continues to teach me today. Because um, I call him, I don't call him as uh, as frequently as I probably should, and I'm sorry, but I still call him if I need, if I want. <laughs> I, I joke if I want expert advice, I ask myself. But if I want, if I want somebody who's really going to give me a thought-provoking response, uh, answer, or, or more specifically, somebody who's really going to make me think, I call my dad, and it doesn't matter what the topic it could be politics it could be kids it could be work education you name it if I call him ask a question he's not even if he doesn't know the answer he's going to give me a good thought-provoking answer that's going to make me think about things in a way that I never considered and so I look I look at I look at myself now I, I have kids um And I look at my younger brother, who he himself has adopted his son, uh, and he, he lives that, that life, that, that example that our own dad has set for us in how he, how he treats and he raises his son. Now, my brother, he's one, again, one of the best men that I know, uh, just a little bit a little bit uh lower than my dad on that totem pole um but it just really makes me makes me really kind of think and wonder and he set an, my dad set an amazing example um he uh, learned, he's a marine veteran uh so I, we kind of get got that military theme going um and yet he has a past but who doesn't but what I it, what I think about as I think about the last thirty roughly years, um, and I cannot imagine, and I don't think I don't think there's really any person that I would have rather have been raised by because I don't think I would have got I don't think I would have got the same the same life lessons had I not, had he not raised me and raised my brother. And it's just one of those amazing things where, you know, you don't realize what you have until you stop to think about it. You stop and smell the roses. Uh, But it's funny though, as, as my, as I go about raising my kids, um, I, some of my best memories with my dad were us sitting around the kitchen table, talk, having talks about anything that comes up, religion, politics, the world, and you know what? I find myself having very similar talks with my kids. And <laughs> I wonder how much of what I'm saying is actually getting through to my kids. And you know what? I, it makes me wonder if my dad had this that very same thought. What the heck is getting? What's getting into his head? Is he comprehending what I'm trying to teach him? And you know what? I'll be damned if I can remember half of what he taught me. But I don't need to remember what he taught me. I ha- I just need to remember that he was there. He was my dad. He really was. Um, so, uh, I, and I will say I, I was a good son. I called my dad on Father's Day and we talked for about an hour. And that, that's another thing. When I call my dad, I literally have to block off an entire afternoon to talk to him. Because, no joke, we will literally sit, I will literally sit, it doesn't matter what I'm calling for, minimum, minimum of an hour, I will literally, I have to have a minimum of an hour to talk with him, usually our phone calls go two or three hours, and we don't just talk about whatever it is I called about, we talk about everything under the sun, man, and, you know, I need to get home and have, sit down with a nice bottle of mead or a bottle of wine and just have some of those same, ta- same conversations that I used to have with them because those are amazing so dad in the unlikely event that you ever listen to this I just want to give you and say very personally and very deeply how much you mean to me how much I appreciate you how much my kids appreciate you and how much we love you and hopefully you had a nice relaxing Father's Day all right, that said, <laughs> we're going to talk about education. Specifically, I want to talk about student loans. Now, uh, if, you, if you leave home or at least turn on the TV every once in a while, it's very hard to uh, miss that uh, we are actually getting into our midterm season, midterm election cycle. A few states have already had their primaries for that. Here in Western Washington or in the state of Washington, that we're not having our primary until August, so another 6-8 weeks roughly give or take. But I can't go anywhere these days without seeing signs and banners and all this political crap in yards. And even when I listen to my talk radio. <laughs> Every every show I listen to during the week is talking, at least at some point, about uh, about the midterms. So, I am a political character. I love politics. I've been studying and reading politics for close to 12 years now. And I think as we go through this election cycle, I, you know... I think I am going to start getting into some of the political side of things because, well, I mean that's that I enjoy and uh, and uh, I have a lot to say about that, and uh, hopefully something I have to say it actually has a meaningful impact on on somebody out there. Um, but yeah, I am going to get a little political. I'm going to try and keep some of the fun stuff and uh, and. and some of the neutral things but I mean I cannot offer I can't offer a valid opinion if I stay neutral and say oh everything is all everything is awesome no (laughs) that's not what not what not what my goal is not what I want to do not what not what I want to do with my life so I am going to talk about politics and uh like I said uh a bit ago um it is possible for somebody to disagree with me and for us to part ways and still be friends i am not going to ostracize you if you disagree with me <laughs> i'm not because yeah your friendship if you're my friend your friendship means a hell of a lot more to me than uh well, than being <laughs> than proving a point we can get along, and we can disagree, and still be friends. So that's that's something coming up over the next uh, course of the next several weeks, um, especially as we get closer to November eighth, the general election. Uh, so, and actually, we're going to start talking a little bit about that politics now, coming up when we talk about student loans and education. Okay, so as I mentioned just a few moments ago, schools, universities, colleges all over the country and probably all over the world at this point had their commencement ceremonies. So what does that mean? That means for probably millions of college students across the nation are done with their education. They have walked and they got their diplomas and now those student loans are coming to do. Well, kind of. So, if you, unless you've been living under a rock for the last 20 years, probably a lot longer than that, you know the cost of education is expensive. Expensive. So, I was looking, just doing some research and forging ahead. So, for the University of Washington here in Tacoma, Washington. Okay, so for the Masters of Business Administration, the MBA, comes out to about seven quarters, total cost about $45,000. Now that's just for one degree. Now my undergraduate tuition at university of Washington comes out to about $4,000 a quarter. You figure three, three quarters a year, $12,000, about $48,000 just in tuition and fees. Now that's not counting books, supplies, materials, printers, well, yeah, living expenses, food, rent, electricity, internet, water, garbage, So about $48,000 at University of Washington just for an undergraduate degree and then another $45,000 just in tuition for that graduate degree. Now, this is the business. You can look at other programs there, and I'm sure the tuition fees are probably going to cost about the same until you get into specialized fields like nursing, uh, definitely medicine, your Juris Doctor, your law school. Those are going to cost a whole heck of a lot more. So it's not unreasonable that uh, that students have to take out student loans unless you're really, really lucky and somehow manage a full ride scholarship on athletics or well, a friend of mine, his daughter's going to school for bowling. Uh, So athletics or some other form of scholarship, unless you're or you just get a crap ton of scholarships that are going to pay for everything. Most people take out student loans now. My ex-wife, she took out student loans for her associate degree. And she graduated with that uh, 11 years ago. Uh, So we had to pay those student loans back. And for all of these students, these students have to pay their student loans back. So one bit of good news for these students is because of the COVID-19 pandemic, student loan payments have not been expected from these graduates or non-graduates who still have student loans but didn't complete their program for two years so march of 2020 all student loan payments were stopped they were not required because of the COVID-19 pandemic uh and that uh what do they call it the moratorium i guess that's what they call it has been uh extended again to i think it's one september 2022. so and that and and it's important to note that increase has not been attacked onto these bills over the last two it'll be two and a half months roughly by the time students have to pay these back. But student loans have been a huge topic of conversation. President Biden campaigned on on for student loan forgiveness. That was one of his things that he wanted to do. Um, but I want to look, at, and I'm going to talk about student loan forgiveness, and I'm going to give my thoughts on that. But let's look at some stats real quick. I'm a business guy. I like some statistics. So I figured let's look at let's look at some information okay so I looked how many graduates work in jobs require that they have their degree in first off or in jobs that do not have a degree so February 18 2020 uh, let me see here inside now I don't know how reputable the source is but it's an interesting it, The number jive is pretty close with what I uh, with what I have read previously They report that 41% of recent college graduates, or 33.8% of all college graduates, are working in jobs that don't require a college degree. Now, I read an interesting thought piece, if you will, from somebody who has a college degree, and she spent the last six months working as a barista. I'm like, okay. One thing I didn't find out is... uh, (laughs) What her college degree is in, but it, that's neither here nor there. So I wanted to do some do some uh, some more digging here. And now again, I don't know how accurate this is, but it it jives pretty closely with what I've seen. Interestingly enough, out of a survey of a thousand college graduates, now. As far as sample sizes, statistically, that is a super small sample size. When you're comparing all of, when you're comparing all the college graduates ever, uh, or even within, even on a year-to-year basis, that's still going to be super small. That is less college graduates than, I think, than the University of Washington system has total. Uh, So anyhow, that's small, but it reported that 46% of college graduates, of those 1,000 graduates surveyed, actually work in their field of study, in that field where they got their degree. 29% report working in a different field. And let me see here. 16% of those under age 54 say they're currently unemployed. Again, I don't know. This was three years ago almost, and I don't know how accurate that number is. But that's that's kind of interesting. 46% of college graduates say they uh, currently work in their field. That is a low, low number. So it makes me wonder what these people are getting their degrees in because when I was selecting my degree, uh, my major for school, One thing I was looking at is I want a degree where I can do two things. One, I want to work in talk radio and broadcasting. But I also want a degree that can transfer and and help me have gainful employment pretty much wherever I go. So that's why I selected business. But University of Washington has a program where I can study business but focus on marketing, which I kind of figured would be a decent enough bridge over into that broadcasting piece. So that makes me wonder, because I know with my business degree, once I get my bachelor's, I mean, I'd be I'd be sad. I can go pretty much anywhere and find a job. And in a couple of years, when I go back for my MBA, that's just going to be icing on the cake for that. So it made me look at that. So I want I went in. I went down a couple of different rabbit holes here. Uh, So I went in and I looked up. The most useless college degrees. (laughs) No, surprisingly, I some of what I read was actually not really surprising. Uh, and again, I don't know how accurate this site is. I'm not going to name this one because, uh, yeah, I don't. I just don't know. Um, but so, advertising is one of them. Um, and actually, it's interestingly enough because you can learn a lot of advertising on advertising as a whole just by Google search. There's a lot of free stuff out there on YouTube. Um so I mean let me see go back to advertising. There we go. On the interwebs here. Uh let me see here. Says here those who graduate with an advertising degree can find a job at an advertising company, but there are a few employers who will take them otherwise. And especially, I mean, even advertising companies, when you get into like some of the bigger conglomerates Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, they're gonna have their own advertising. Teams and agencies, anyway. Uh, so that's one thing. Let me see here. Uh, art history. Uh, that's not really one that I don't think would really do much work. Art history, passionate about old, old art and sculptures, but it's hard to make a career out of it. I mean, unless you want to go into teaching, uh, <laughs> go get your master's in art history, then go teach college. You want to talk about a pyramid scheme, let's talk about a pyramid scheme. Uh, Communications—that's a—that's another one. Most people who get a communications degree usually tend to go into journalism, marketing, or business administration. So it's really to get a—if those are one of the pathways you're planning to go to, get that degree. Uh, let me see here. Criminal justice. So now it's interesting because I once upon a time I wanted to pursue a career in law enforcement. Yes, I wanted to be a cop. That's why I enlisted as a military police soldier. Uh, but as I was. Looking at transitioning out after my first contract, I actually had the opportunity to talk with some uh, police recruiters, and honestly, I, I asked about that. I asked about that that uh, college degree, and that college education, and they said those, these recruiters said, "Do not go for criminal justice. They have enough people with that tactical background, and especially for a guy like me with that military background, I've got the tactical background." They want the technical background. They want the people who can look at this other stuff. Uh, so, the criminal justice. I mean, especially if you really want to go that route, go get something, get something that can transfer. Get something in that business or um, within that field. Uh, if you were, if you're a lawyer, uh, don't even, don't even bother getting that criminal justice degree. Work on your uh, just a general associate of arts or associate degree, and then you can easily or apply for your JD and your Juris Doctor and go in there. Education. You do not want a blanket, blank, just general education. Because most schools really aren't going to want you unless you have the specialized certificates. If you want to work with the youngins, you want that early childhood education. Special education, you want that specialized uh, special education. You want those specialized certificates and that specialized training. Entrepreneurship. Communi- uh, community College I'm affiliated with has an amazing entrepreneurship certificate program. The problem is you can learn all you can you can learn everything in the world in a classroom but without that practical experience <laughs> yeah that's not going to do you much good you need that practical experience So here's what I suggest and trades 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 Now I am a, going to be a product of a four-year education institution and you know what that's perfectly fine But we need electricians we need plumbers we need HVAC we need all of these trades and I guarantee you, if you get into those, some of those schools, or you can often get them paid for. You can get an employer to pay for your education in those. You can get, uh, what do they call them? They uh, not internships. Um, crap, I can't think of the word. Well, I'll just call it an internship. So you, you can get these internships. You get this on-the-job training where you're going to get these certificates, this this training, and you're gonna you'll make a lot more money. That way, ooh, traveling tourism. Yeah, that's gonna be a hard one because most people I don't know about you, but last time I traveled, I booked everything myself on the interwebs. So that that's a lot there. That's uh holy crap, I didn't realize how long this is running. I'm gonna run a little bit late, little long this week too, and I apologize. Hopefully hopefully I don't bore anybody too much. So, student loan forgiveness. We were we talked about the astronomical amount of student loans that people have. We talked about how much just my school, my schooling, is costing me, uh, and will cost me if I go for um, for my master's. Which I mean, in the long run, if you're in the right program, definitely it's worth it. Definitely, it'll make you'll make your money back from it. Uh, But so here's the thing. President Biden ran a campaign as one of his key pillars is student loan forgiveness. Now, there's been a lot of talk about it. Um, And what made me think about it, I saw the Penny Order had had an interesting article this week about uh, student loan forgiveness programs where you can get your loans forgiven. And it got me thinking about President Biden's campaign promise, and he wants to He wants to forgive. He campaigned, I think I said, on $50,000 worth of student loans per borrower. But here's my – and there are income caps on that. If you make up to – above a certain number, certain dollar amount a year, you're not eligible or whatever. But here's my thought on student loans. Now, I can go on and on about the education system. I'll probably talk about the education system again later because there's so much to talk about with it, Right? Here's my thought on student loans. If you take out the student loan, you should pay it back. If you take out the student loan, you should pay it back. here's Here's a prime example. Here's something to think about, okay? So I've never taken out student loans. I've been fortunate that I've had my GI Bill paying for all my education, love it. However, I have had to go through as part of my, we'll call it intake for my two schools, financial aid briefing. And part of that was a mandatory student loan, what they call a student loan counseling, if I were to accept student loans. That's agreeing, yes, I'm going, I understand the rules. I understand that if I take out the student loans, I have to pay it, blah, 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 blah. If you take out a student loan, you are agreeing to pay that back. It's no different than if I got a credit, walked outside and I walked down to Chase and I got a credit card and said, okay, I agree, I'm gonna pay this back. But times get hard, and I say, oh, well, uh, 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 I can't, I'm not, I don't wanna pay it back, I want you to forgive it. I want you to pay this, I want you to eat this debt for me. Because that's literally what these millions of borrowers are saying who say, oh, I want, I, we need student loan forgiveness. We need student loan forgiveness, okay? That's why I, that's one thing, one reason why I disagree with student loan forgiveness because if you if you take out the student loans, you agree to pay them back. So we I talked about inflation last week. And so here's the thing. President Biden is looking at a couple of different options. Option number one, he's saying cancel ten thousand dollars worth of student loans on on for students. That would forgive, according to the Federal Reserve, roughly three hundred and twenty one billion dollars. Of student loans for 11.8 million borrowers where is the where's the federal government going to get those get that money and how is that going to impact the economy he, he, hear me out hear me out yes i can i understand and i've heard the argument oh well if we pay it back then that if we if we cancel that money then that's more money in the pocket of the borrowers yeah i've heard that argument but that's a little trite for me but we cannot as a as a society as a country afford to take on more debt as a country now the president's saying oh well we got we lowered the deficit by 1.6 trillion dollars yeah but that's not enough we owe something like 22 trillion dollars right now and i'll tell you what eventually <laughs> eventually that money is going to come due that money is going to come due billion that these students have said, I understand that I am borrowing this money. I understand that I have to pay it back. Now, this comes from a guy who, uh, like I said, my ex-wife graduated 11 years ago with her associate degree. She never worked from the entire time I was in the military. But uh, guess what? We paid off her student loans. We paid those off. For a degree, to my knowledge, she has never used. We paid off those student loans. Another option: Biden cancel fifty thousand dollars worth of student loans. So fifty thousand dollars student loans for uh, borrowers comes out to nine hundred four billion dollars. Again, where we we cannot, as a society, we cannot take on a trillion dollars, another trillion dollars of debt. And not expect that to have a negative impact on our economy and on our country. We can't. We we just can't. Now that's, that'll impact 29.9 million borrowers. Yes, I understand that. But we can't afford that as a company as a country. We really can't. Now I will agree. Now, oh, first off, let me admit, I have not looked into the student loan issue all that much, like I said. I don't have student loans. Thankfully, I haven't needed. I don't need them for my undergraduate program. Hopefully, I can find a company or somebody to pay for my graduate program, or I'll just take it slow and pay it out of pocket if I have to. I don't want the student loans, but I, I do agree that there are—we'll call them predatory practices—for for that, the student loan systems are horribly mismanaged, and I'll say and I'll tell you exactly why. One word: government. Our government, I have never found a program that the government can run efficiently, or at least more efficiently than the private industry. And we'll talk about that later. But I, I, I agree that, yeah, we can probably look at restructuring how the student loans work, okay? The VA has a program that's called Vocational Readiness and Education, or some nonsense like that, where for... Veterans who are not eligible or otherwise eligible for other education benefits, they will help pay for certain programs. Now, kind of interesting thing about this program is that in order to be approved for it, not only do you have to qualify, like with your service record and stuff like that, but you have to prove that the degree that you are pursuing will actually benefit you. It will actually secure employment for you. So I couldn't, I could not take, I could not go and get a degree in underwater basket weaving and have the VA pay for it under that program because that's not a program that would have sufficient, um, have a sufficient return on investment. We'll just go with the business term. ROI would not have a sufficient return on investment. So I think that's a great way to start. Great thing to start looking at. Okay. Sure, you want a student loan? What are you studying? And how how in demand is that particular degree for gainful long-term employment? I think that's a great, uh, great starting point. But you know what, I think this is a great starting point to have this conversation too. I, I got a lot of ideas bouncing around in my noggin. Uh, but we're nearing we're past the half hour ish time that I like to cut down. So I think we are going to go ahead and wrap up on that note. I think we will address this topic again later on at a few later date. Uh, coming up next week, I so we have coming up very fast on the in about a two week and a half, almost two weeks, Independence Day, July Fourth. So I think next week I'm going to do a segment on the Declaration of Independence. Why? Because that's the day, literally the day we celebrate. Uh, The thing we celebrate on the 4th of July Independence Day. So I want to talk about that. And I don't know what other talkback I want to talk about next week, but I'm sure it's going to be fun. Anyhow, hey, I really do appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate, uh, I just appreciate life. Life is really good right now. Go out, enjoy this beautiful weather. Go out, do great things. I appreciate you. I will talk to you soon. Take care.